This is the 439th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and today we're going to preview the Falcons' upcoming game against the Carolina Panthers, who are 1-12 and have lost six in a row. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet... You can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back from the early break here, and we're going to get right into some of the issues. The Falcons, 6-7, and seven, sitting atop the NFC South along with Tampa Bay and New Orleans with four games to go. Uh, somebody's got to win three of their four, and if anybody wins four of their four, uh, they're going to go to the playoffs. The Falcons and the Saints can't win four of four because they play each other. And then Tampa Bay has got... Green Bay, Jacksonville, Carolina, and uh, the Saints. So they can't, it can't really happen. So it's really like the race to three. It's the race to nine wins in the NFC South, given the Falcons had a chance to open up a two-game lead but could not hold the Panthers in their game last Sunday. So here we go with Coach Arthur Smith on the offensive line battling through those injuries. Uh, being you know, a resilient group, uh, literally in all three phases, you know, guys stepping up and taking on their roles. And so we look guys around and affect special teams and certainly uh, the middle part of our defense and the offensive line. Uh, I thought my news was a heck of a job. Tepin getting his first start mm-hmm. and great command. Probably played really well. Uh, you know, Tyler Brady will come in, see his push action. Storms continues to play well for us in that role. And Kyle Hinton came in for a series. Uh, that's, that's the way it goes. You know, we're going to deal with something that's our job as pros to find solutions and see a little bit of what they were doing. And, you know, obviously, what happens, you, you got to find ways to, to be successful. And those guys did a nice job. Yeah, at one point, four starters were out against the Panthers with uh, Jake Matthews and Chris Lindstrom going down in the game. They are already without Drew Dahlman at center and Caleb McGarry. The offensive line had a uh, pretty good accounting with the backups in there. So moving forward, they're hoping to get some of those guys back. Uh, Drew Dahlman with the ankle, Caleb McGarry with the knee. Lindstrom made it back into that game. And Jake Matthews, he had his leg rolled pretty bad. But uh, they're hoping to get him back 
this week also. Now, one of the big plays against uh, Tampa Bay was the bubble screen that Carlton Davis blew up. And when you look at it, you see that a cross block was attempted. Kyle Pitts came underneath, hit the uh, inside guy. Van Jefferson was supposed to go around him and hit Carlton Davis. That doesn't happen. They both go block the same guy. Carlton Davis gets a free run to Bijan and uh, picks off the Ritter pass. If uh, they make that block, there's a safety that would have had to run over and try to get Bijan one-on-one, but he would have had a big gainer if that play had worked according to plan. And here is Coach Arthur Smith on his explanation of the bubble screen that resulted in the near pick six. You know, it's not necessarily a caught screen. Um, it's completely different than the first play of the game. I saw it somewhere else. Okay, once we come to three, that was a quick screen. I got it one. Uh-huh. This is the one where you start two back. Nobody moved. They're playing in a, in a, it was a good call by Todd. It, it, they roll into the field and makes defense, and, which they've shown a lot of. And what happens to me a little bit. This isn't blame anybody. I just tell you what happens on those plays. And mm-hmm. You put those run alerts, and you got numbers. But certainly, you know, we can execute that better. You get a roll corner, and you got a chance to block it. And, that may take you around a little bit to take that decision so you're a little, you know, time is a little off. So uh, credit to them, came up, made a play, but, uh, you know, we certainly execute and coach it better. And, then, you know, it's the one we'd all like to have back. That's what happened. Yeah, and we also had an explanation uh, on 92.9 the game by uh, Falcons team announcer Dave Archer. He said that, hey, when Bijan went in motion and the Bucks didn't go with him, they left the box heavy so the run play option was off and he had to throw outside and Carlton Davis made a great play jumped the route they missed the block uh boom they got the ball on the eight yard line probably costing the game right there you know he's had other plays too but you know the um two missed field goals that play led to seven points you stall on the two yard line that cost you four points you get a field goal instead of four so yeah you can go back and count up a lot of plays there uh, that led to the loss. Here is Coach Arthur Smith on FEC progress from Desmond Ritter, who was benched earlier this season. Probably the easiest thing to do is make an argument felt weight. You could argue that uh, the number would be pretty good. Right, that's way that was his uh, career high. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. career high. But he threw the ball really well. They were moving in the pockets and stuff. They made some difficult throws from the fields. And the one that, one that uh, they got knocked out of break, they kind of put a sound in this scoring position. Uh, that's, not, that's not an easy throw. Uh, you do see a lot of progress, even some of the small things. Um, they'll be first to tell you whether it was a couple plays here or there, you got work on it. It's continuing to grow. So you got about 15 starts. Give or take six times out of those 15. He's, we have a one ball, took this position late in the game, the score is to, to win or the lead. Uh, so they're all, they're all off target. But we evaluate everything every day. Well, there he is, Coach Arthur Smith. He did note that Ritter had 347 yards. And um, myself and Michael Cunningham like to point out. Uh, the empty yards, a bunch of yards to nowhere, like the heave at the end of the game that doesn't get in the end zone. You know, that was yards to nowhere. Then you get a lot of yards on the flip to, to Bijan. He gets 32, I think, on that. 
Uh, I mean, you need the two yards down at the end zone where he misses Bijan, just throws a rocket ball out there when he could have rolled out and dumped it on him, you know, made a big quarterback play. So, yeah, he had 347 yards, but they were to nowhere, not making up points uh, for you. And the biggest throw was that one he missed uh, that resulted and led to a two-yard a field goal from the two-yard line, a 20-yard field goal. Here is Coach Arthur Smith on the Carolina Panthers. You know, I'm sure that I feel pretty good about the way they ran the ball yesterday. Um, obviously, looking at some of the things that they hurt us yesterday, that would be something we've got to shut down. Um, you know, they kind of changed a little bit the style, uh, you know, from what they were doing funny. Uh, defensively, they were playing solid. You know, I think they're bound and goes anybody inside and got to block him. That'll start there. Uh, we got work cut out for us. It's the NFL. We all know that. Uh, Greece, now this is what happens when we get this is the most important game of the season. So we'll be uh, make sure we play really well and uh, eliminate the couple plays that stop us. The Falcons uh, also, you know, will have to figure out how they're going to move on from a tough loss like this. Here's what Calais Campbell said about moving on from the loss to the Bucks. You know, once it's over and done with, you can't really do anything about it. You know, you learn from it. Uh, but, you know, I mean, this game, you know, is over and done with. You can't let it beat you twice. You can't dwell on, you know, bad plays or bad or bad games or, um, you know, losses. You know, I mean, everything up until this point really doesn't matter anymore. It really only matters is what we do going forward. So it's a next play mentality. You know, you we have it during the game and you have it, you know, after the game's over too. So now it's the next game, you know. And uh, this game is going to be as big as any other. So, you know, we got to come up with everything we got. Go find a way to get a win on the road. All right, that's Calais Campbell. He's the veteran voice of reason. Running back Bajan Robinson. Here he is on the importance of these last four games. We know that, you know, we got to, you know, th these last four games is going to be, you know, super important, super vital. You know, we're, we're trying to win every single one of them um, so we can go and go to the playoffs. So obviously we got to take them one game at a time. But, you know, we know that these last four games are going to be, you know, Super Bowl games for us. All right, last four games of the Super Bowl. Usually they do the one game at a time thing, but they know what's up against what they're up against, that they need to make a run here. The Falcons haven't won more than two games in a row since 2019, so we're either about to see some unprecedented Falcon play or we're going to see the Falcons do a two-and-two two Falcon split and miss the playoffs at eight and nine. Something like that is in the offerings for the 2023 Falcons. Now, will that be progress? 7-10 the first two years, then you go 8-9. and nine. Is that progress? Is that enough progress? You know, they certainly got some bad losses, but we don't want to get into that right now. Uh, let's move on and hear from center Ryan Nuzel, who took over for Drew Dahlman against the Buccaneers. It went well out there. It was... Um good just out there getting a rhythm and being able to move the ball. When did you kind of know that you might have to go? Uh, the plan was just to work out Drew pregame, mm -hmm. see how he was feeling, and if he was good, he would have played. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, so then, what, an hour before kickoff, you're like, okay, <laughs> so. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's always just the part of the job, too. Like, you always got to be ready to play whenever. Mm -hmm. So just having that mindset, just ready to go, mm -hmm. whether he was able to go or not. 
And, uh, you know, how t um, how'd you feel it went? You know, Coach uh, said he had a good film review. Yeah, it went well out there. Um, obviously, there's some issues sometimes, but mm -hmm. we're able to carve through it and mm -hmm. do a lot of good things out there. Okay, and uh, what uh, worked for you all in the fourth quarter? Uh, looked like y'all been working through some stuff, then you got moving, uh, uh, you know, to, to take the lead and so forth. Yeah, started getting our groove, and um, I mean, we're, like, especially the O-line, really well-conditioned team, mm -hmm. so I felt like that really helped us in the fourth as well, just to keep it moving and making sure we just keep pressing. Uh -huh. And um, what does it say about the fact that, you know, for, um, they said that all of y'all are starters, so I don't, I try not to call y'all backups, but you have four, uh, you know, different starters mm -hmm. in there taking the starters' places. Yeah, I mean, it's always good. Like, that's one thing. If somebody goes down, you never want to be able to kind of limit the offense or miss a step. But it's good that everyone was able to get up there and just keep it going. And so did you, like, look at yourself like, oh, hey, Kyle, I haven't seen you in a while. Or, you know, <laughs> he came in for for uh, for, um, for um, Chris there for one step. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, just look over and it's just someone else in there. But, I mean, it was just it was just good being out there and be able to play. Okay, and then how do y'all translate the yards to getting into the end zone? This is a fifth 400-yard game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, just control we control and just try to limit the mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like, we're able to get the yards and just got to capitalize. Mm -hmm. what, what do you remember the, the Carolina game so far ago, but um, how important is this game for the team and the, and the Panthers that you all face on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, get back on track. I mean, every game's important at this point of the year. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it's just going to be a battle up front. They have a good D-line. It's mm -hmm. going to be a good one. Also against the Buccaneers, the Falcons took on water along the defensive line. Also, Contavia Street went down with a pictorial muscle. They don't want to say he's out for the year, but we know based on, uh, you know, if it's a pictorial tear, he's done. Now, what the Falcons did one year was they wouldn't say Desmond Truvant had a pec injury. That way the team had to prepare for uh, if he was going to play. They just called it a shoulder. And, uh, you know, we knew he had a pec, but it wasn't on the record. So, um, you know, they might be doing the same thing here with Street. But he's out. And one of the gentlemen who got some action was Mr. Travis Bell from Kennesaw State making his NFL debut against the Buccaneers. Yesterday, what was that like? Uh, it, was, it was good, man. You know, I was nervous at first, but, you know, after that first snap, you know, I kind of settled down and, and, and went out there playing football. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, how, what, was, uh, what was it like, you know, being in the trenches, getting a little extended time and so forth? Uh, it was a great experience. It's, it's something that I needed, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. The game kind of started slowing down, you know, the, the more reps I got, started to slow down for me, you know. And what's been the biggest thing since the trade uh, from the Bears to here? Just, or, you know, however, you know, they picked you up off the team. Uh, just adjusting to the, uh, to, to the scheme, you know, like the form, I meant the, uh, just how, how I'm playing blocks and stuff like that on defense now. So in Chicago, it was different. You know, it was more vertical. But now I'm more flat, re, uh, read and react type. All right, now we're going to take a break. We've heard from Coach Arthur Smith, Calais Campbell, B. John Robinson, Ryan Nuzel, and Travis Bell of the Atlanta Falcons. 
This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back here at the 439th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Before we move on to our tale of the tape and some notes on the Carolina Panthers and the series history, let me tell you about this special offer that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, now we want to get here to the breakdown of the tail of the tape for the Carolina Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons in the offensive category, they have two of four in the top 16 in the league. And on defense, they have three of four category of our main categories. And, you know, offensively, total yards, their 15th rushing yards, six in the league, 132.2. Uh, defensively, their numbers are improving here after the bye week. Uh, the points is the only thing that's under the uh, our 16 line. They are 21st in points allowed, 20.7. Uh, hadn't given up a touchdown for nine quarters going into the Buccaneers game. Rashad White scored on that 31-yard score to, to break that streak. But overall, they're giving up 313.9 yards, which is 11th, 110.9 rushing, which is 15th, and 203 yards passing, which is 9th in the league. So you have a top 10 defense in pass defense and total yards and a top 15 top half of the league all together except for in points and the Panthers don't do anything well that's why Frank Reich got fired and uh, they overestimated their talent I think the owners up there you know flipping coaches in and out Ron Rivera ran him out because he wanted his own guy paid Matt Rule a lot of money uh, that didn't work out then he bought in Frank Reich and didn't like uh, how that was going fired him should have just kept Steve Wilkes but that didn't happen, and uh, Coach Wilk is off doing his thing. So, but the Panthers' offense—they—they—they they, they got the quarterback. They—they they signed some receivers and a running back, but failed to do anything with the line. So, you know, you got to win up front, and they haven't done it. Thusly, their offense is ranked 30th. 
in overall yards, 21st in rushing, 31st in passing, and 30th in points. The one thing they've been trying to do is run the football in the last two games. Now, they um, defensively, they're tough up front. Derek Brown is a one-man wrecking crew, and Brian Burns is coming off the edge. Okay, Frank Louvet, linebacker, solid. And in the secondary, they got three safeties they like to play. Vaughn Bell, Xavier Woods, and Jeremy Chin. Also have a fine young corner and J.C. Horn, Joe Horn's son. So defensively, they are number four. They're giving up only 298.4 a game. And they are third in pass defense, 175.4. And uh, they're 22nd in run defense, uh, giving up 123 yards a game. So that's the tape. Falcons got to run the ball against the 22nd run defense and get out of there. Don't need to get cute like last week and throw 40 times a game. I know they didn't want to run into the loaded box that Tampa Bay had, uh, but but now Carolina's going to load it up too, and you got to figure out how to crease them. But no need to be throwing. It's supposed to be weather too, so I uh, don't think they're going to try to outsmart them and throw it around. 40 times up there. Now, uh, they give up 30, 26.2 points, 31st in the league. Only Washington gives up more points at 30.4. All right, that's our tail of the tape. We'll just do our fly around the NFC South. Tampa Bay, 6-5. and five, Atlanta, 6-5. and five, New Orleans, 6-3. and three, Carolina, 1-2. and two. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at Green Bay who got beat on Monday Night Football by Tommy DeVito and the Giants. The Falcons are at Carolina. The Saints will host Tommy DeVito and those same Giants, see if they can get another one, uh, down in New Orleans this week. And then, of course, Carolina will host the Falcons at 1 o'clock. That's your deal with the NFC South. Now, the uh, Panthers, if they're going to beat the Falcons. They're going to load it up and run the ball, kind of like they did last year with Coach Wilkes up there. But uh, Cheba Hubbard's the main rusher. Miles Sanders, running back, signing free agent, is also running the ball. He's got 115 carries for 399 and one touchdown. Cheba Hubbard's got 166 for 644 and four touchdowns. And quarterback Bryce Young has ran 28 times for 201. Now, when they do throw it, Adam Thielen is their guy. DJ Chark has 25 catches. Jonathan Mingo, the rookie, has 36. Thielen has 85 catches for 827 and four touchdowns. Chark has three touchdowns. And when they get in the red zone, they like to go to tight end Tommy Tribble. He has 14, only 14 catches but three touchdowns. And uh, Bryce, Young, that one win is Bryce Young against the Houston Texans. So Bryce got he can say I I beat CJ Stroud in our rookie years, although CJ Stroud's having a much better season. Now Bryce Young is two forty four of four hundred seventeen, fifty eight point five uh, percent, two thousand one hundred ninety two yards passing. Nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. He has a 70.9 passer rating. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, we mentioned some of the leaders. Uh, Derek Brown from here, uh, he's a former AJC Super 11. 
Lanier High School out in Gornett played at Auburn. 74 tackles, six tackles for a loss. Uh, Jeremy Chin is healthy now. He's played seven games, started seven, played in eight. And, of course, Brian Burns leads the way with six sacks for the Panthers. A lot of people want him to come to Atlanta. He's not happy up there. The Falcons need a pass rush. We'll see how that goes. Now, last week against the Saints, they started three safeties, Chin, Von Bell, and Xavier Woods, and a big nickel. Probably can do the same against the Falcons and, and try to stop the run that way. Special teams-wise, uh, punters Johnny Hecker. Kicker is Eddie Panero. Punt returner Amir Smith Marset. And he returned against the Saints. And then the kickoff returner against the Saints in their last game was Raheem Blackshear. So those are your key members on offense, defense, and special teams for New Orleans. And just stat-wise from that last game against the Saints, uh, Derek Brown had 10 tackles against the Saints. J.C. Horn, the cornerback, had seven. Von Bell, six. Xavier Woods, six. And as a group, they had one sack and six quarterback hits in that game where they lost 28-6 to to the New Orleans Saints. This is a very important game for the Atlanta Falcons. They cannot go up there and stub their toe. They cannot look past the Carolina Panthers, who are 1-12. They have to get the job done if they are a legitimate contender for the NFC South title. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.